The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. It's a good one, you know? It's got a lot of heart. Yeah. Another one of those songs that uh, wasn't released as a, sing- as a single, but they played it on radio anyway. Yeah, they used to play it a lot, and I was always, you know, kind of surprised, actually. Like, 1077 The End would play, you know, this kind of mellow heartwarming song like right after playing like i don't know tool (laughs) (laughs) welcome to season two episode 10 of the better band podcast an all-encompassing trip through the pearl jam catalog i'm your host brandon palomo Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon acting as host, and today, acting as guest, we have Emily Dunster. Welcome back, Emily. Hello. And today we are talking about the song. I got to take a deep breath before I start it because I don't want to run out while I'm in the middle of it. Elderly woman behind the counter in a small town. Good job. Yes. And uh, I think that uh, Eddie refers to it as the. In one of the bootlegs, the longest title in the Pearl Jam catalog. This one's called uh, Longest Title in the Pearl Jam Catalog, Elderly Woman Behind the Counter in a Small Town. Uh, and um, it was sort of a reference to the fact that pretty much all their songs before this are just single words. And kind of their album titles, right? Yeah. Yeah, 10 versus live once. Jeremy, please, leash, <laughs> go. <laughs> so, Emily, um, this song is sort of, um, is sort of just about a, uh, a woman who is, uh, of a certain age who's, uh, working at a job in a, um, in a maybe more sort of rural <laughs> environment. I busted out my thesaurus for this. Um, what, uh, let's see, how does this song connect with you? Do you feel a, a sort of, uh, does it, does it hit a special, uh, a special part in your nostalgic sort of, uh, part of your, of your, of your soul? You know, interestingly, when I was a kid, you know, and listening to this, or, you know, 14 or however old that was. I was always like, oh, that's, you know, a sweet song about an old lady. But as now, uh, not quite to the point of being technically an old lady, but <laughs> um, being old enough to have children who are in college. <laughs> you know, if I would have had kids at a reasonable age mm-hmm. in my 20s, I would now have college age children. Yeah. So I guess technically I am kind of an old lady. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it strikes a different chord with you when you're 39 as opposed to when you're, you know, 15 listening to it, I guess. And I think, too, you know, having moved multiple times across the country and going back to where I grew up occasionally and seeing people who I went to school with who are still working at the 
little, you know, local shops there. You know, I kind of wonder if they think this sometimes, you know, the people that have stayed, you know, like, oh, there's, you know, somebody that I remember from like 20 odd years ago and she's off doing fun stuff and I'm still in a shithole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I always, you know, some of the folks that I see, I'm like, I wonder if you ever were able to get out, you know, did you ever, mm-hmm. did, were you ever, ever able to see the world? You know, I hope they did. And they chose to go back and didn't just get stuck there. Uh, I suspect a lot of them probably got stuck there. But I think it does strike a different chord when you're older than when, you know, you're listening to it when you're 15 years old. Yeah, there's there's a whole nother beast that that uh, connects with me, I think, uh, listening to the song now as opposed to when I was a kid. The, I remember when I had the CD and stuff like that and the, and the liner notes. Oh, one, one of the things is that in the older original pressings and stuff like that, it has a picture of a woman who doesn't really look old at all. She just kind of looks kind of normal, probably, probably younger than we are right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it has like the, uh, the chords written out above the, uh, above the words too. So right. I tried to, uh, I tried to figure out how to play the song and I almost got it, but I could never play a G right in the beginning. When I was yeah. learning how to, I couldn't get the uh, the high strings. That's kind of tricky with the, you know, I can see that. Yeah, and then it wasn't until uh, I watched, a, I watched, I was watching a live performance of something. I couldn't remember if it was, oh, I think it was Smashing Pumpkins or something like that. And Billy Corgan plays a G in a song or something like that. And I see his hand curl up from the bottom. And I was like, oh, that's how you yeah. do it. You don't just go from the ooh, <laughs> go from the low strings, go from, you know, on the G and the A, and then try to get those high strings down there. It's like, oh, right. you curl your hand up, and then you're able to do it. It's like, oh, man, that's so much easier. I could do this now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, um, you know, most of the people that I went to school with, and I went to school here in Reno, and a lot of the people are still here, and I will see him around and stuff like that. And it's like, Oh man, I recognize that person. I don't know if they recognize me. I'm just going to pretend like I don't know who they are <laughs> and wait for them to say something <laughs> if they do. <laughs> Otherwise just be like, bloop, nah, nope. Don't know who you are. Don't know what's going on. Bloop, bloop. Just going about my day. Cause then somebody's going to ask you, Oh, Hey, how you doing? Oh, wow. Oh, I haven't seen you. Boy, what are you doing? Oh, it's like, I'm not really doing anything. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, one of the yeah. one of the other things is that I was senior class president in high school, and uh, somebody we I remember back back then somebody was we were walking the halls. I was walking with some of my friends and stuff, and somebody who was in student council was talking to one of my friends. Was like, oh, you should run for student council. You should run for uh, senior class president. And they're like, no, I don't want to. I was like, oh, yeah, you should totally do it. And uh, as a campaign slogan, you can say, we all know this is a popularity contest. And since there aren't any popular people running, you might as well vote for me. And then everybody looked at me and was like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. It's like, you should run. You should do it. It's like, okay, I'll totally do it as a joke. And I ran and I won. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Now I got to do this, I guess? (laughs) And and uh, and one of the things that um, you know, while I'm doing it, and um, didn't sign up for, didn't know that I was supposed to be in charge of, is like, oh, you're in charge of the uh, of the reunions. 
I was uh, like, um, nope. Once I graduate, all of my uh, all of my obligations are over. <laughs> I don't know why I ha- why I have to agree to do this in the future if I'm no longer in high school. I'm not gonna do that. I'm oh, not gonna, that's terrible. Yeah, so there, there was there was a lot of um of stuff where I uh, sort of put my foot down and been like, nope, I'm not. Nope, this is not. Uh, this is not the way we're gonna go. It means a more work for me, <laughs> and uh, right, and uh, rewarding bad behavior. Um, every year, the uh, the senior class at school would have a um, would have a panoramic picture back in the days of film, and uh, so they'd get everybody on the um, on the stands in the football field, all the seniors up there and they'd take, you know, they'd have a special camera that could take a panoramic picture so it can get everybody in there, right. take a big picture of it. It's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. We're going to take like a, we're going to take two, three pictures. Just make sure we got everything. Okay. So blah, 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 take pictures, blah, blah, blah. And so then um, after they did it, they, uh, you know, a month or two after they got it developed and had it ready and everything, they said, okay, um, everybody was flipping off the camera or having flipping gang signs or all this sort of stuff. So, if we are to do it like it is, here are all the parts. Here's what it's going to look like edited. And it was just like Swiss cheese, you know, just putting blurs, putting basically white marks all over it for everybody doing that. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> I said, so this is either going to be the picture or you are going to um, to uh, to have to schedule for it to be redone. And I said, um, you know what? We are going to be the year that doesn't have one because um, guess what? You make decisions and you have to live with them. <laughs> so just like you made the decision of voting for me and I was running as a joke. <laughs> and, uh, you know, 20 years later, hopefully you didn't make that same mistake when you're uh, right. voting for president, <laughs> voting for somebody who's running as a joke who didn't expect to win. And uh, here we are now. So. Hopefully they learned their lessons. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But Nevada went for Hillary, so I guess it. Uh, At least Nevada isn't totally insane. Hopefully. Thank, hopefully. Thank, thank God for Clark County. We know Washoe County went too. Washoe County did too. Yeah. Yeah. So yay. <laughs> hopefully they learned their lesson. Hopefully I taught them something. I remember for we had the same kind of class portrait thing that we did, and I remember the photography teacher was a total asshole he was such an asshole and i hope he actually does listen to this and hears somebody calling him an asshole Um, (laughs) he was such an asshole but he actually went through and had somebody uh sharpie out the faces of whoever wasn't going to graduate exactly on time oh geez so like and, you know, you got to think in the future, this is something that people are going to be looking at, too. It's not just for the yearbook in that moment. You know, 20 years on, you're still, you know, for all your class reunions and stuff, that picture is going to be up. And, you know, whether or not you knew anyone whose face was sharpied out, it's not like you want to hang. Not that you'd want to hang that picture on your wall anyway. But it's not like you want to, like, show a picture for all of your class reunions that has a bunch of people's faces sharpied out like it's horrible what a horrible thing to do i don't know high school man (laughs) well this song this song is pretty much just about nostalgia i think it is right yeah you 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 get older and the older you get the the closer you are to dying so (laughs) you think about oh man 
I remember when I would wake up in the morning and then not be in pain all over <laughs> when I could, uh, you know, eat whatever I wanted and not have to worry about my weight or. Well, it's, it's kind of a little bit Pearl Jam's like old man, you know, it's like Pearl Jam's mm-hmm. Neil Young old man. <laughs> That's what it is. You know? A oh, little yeah. bit. Yeah, it is. You know, it's a song about nostalgia. And, and, and it's also one of their, you know, they do have a lot of songs about sort of like leaving where you're from and um, sort of experiencing right. life or just sort of getting out of the sort of environment or maybe mentality of being younger and sort of not knowing more than your own little social circle or something like that. Like, I guess if it's, you know, a small town living, small town growing up, you know, chances are it's going to have a certain set of mind in there as opposed to, you know, if you're from a big city or something like that. Cause I don't know if somebody from Chicago or, uh, you know, LA or New York or something like that, it's going to be like, Oh man, I got to just get out of this city. I got to, <laughs> you know, I don't know what's like, it's like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ditch this two horse town and really get out there and <laughs> right. live and see what it, the real world is like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if you're from like a suburb, maybe of those kind of places, you're like, oh, I'll go into the the city proper or something like that. Or you're just sort of like, oh, you know, I'll go there on the weekends or whatever. Or, you know, I could see kids from, you know, rougher areas saying, I I need to get out of here, you know? Yeah, yeah, that too. But that's a little different than just being from a, you know, a big high school in a big town. Yeah, the song was debuted live at their Missoula, Montana show that they also played for the first time, Glorified G and Indifference. Seems appropriate that they would have debuted in Missoula. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, Eddie, yeah. And Eddie Vedder pretty much wrote the song himself, and uh, Stone heard him playing. and was like, oh, hey, let's put that on the record. Let's, let's do that. That's a pretty good song. And he had a little uh, acoustic demo that was released on the Go single uh, that also had, of course, the song Go and also the Versus version of Alone. And I remember when this, when I saw the CD, it was at the warehouse. Where? The warehouse. And they had the import there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta get this. And it was like one of my favorite imports I ever got of theirs just because I loved, I love this version. I love the acoustic version of it. And I also love this version of Alone, which you wouldn't hear another version of it, at least in legitimate circles until uh, I think Lost Dogs. The place but no one's ever taken me. Hearts and thoughts they What is your opinion of the stripped-down acoustic version, Emily? I like it. You know, as a bass player, I'm always, like, waiting to hear the bass. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And, like, the bass is so present in the, you know, in the regular version, I guess, Mm -hmm. that I can almost... I can almost hear it in the stripped down acoustic version. Do you think he's got that? Uh, do you think he's got that fretless stand up in the uh, on the album? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> he butts that out again. <laughs> he does. Yeah, I think he does. 
that's a, that's a, that's, that's a callback. You have to listen to the other uh, Emily episodes to uh, to get that. Um, it definitely sounds like a stand-up bass, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just picking Pearl Jam songs that I use as the stand-up bass for on purpose. <laughs> but that sort of rubbery, boomy sound that you get with a stand-up bass is so great for the song. You know, and it worked for Daughter, too. But um, I like the stripped-down version, too. Mm-hmm. You know? I was say, what do you think of the uh, lyric change from this? What was the lyric change in it? Um, in the album version, he says, um, me, you wouldn't recall from not my former. Me, you wouldn't recall from not my And in the acoustic version, he says, of course you can't see me. Of course you can't see me from not my Did you catch that at all in that or? Well, I could tell something was different, but it's one mm-hmm. of those things I'd need to like see the lyrics on both sides and listen to it a few times to catch it. Me wouldn't recall it just seems right for that song, but maybe it's just that I've heard it so many times that way, you know? Yeah, the 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 only thing about it that makes me prefer the acoustic version, the of course you can't see me is the, the, the they both have the same number of syllables. The meter is a little bit smoother in the, of course, you can't see me as opposed to me, you right. wouldn't recall. Because the, 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 the syllables are more sort of evenly yeah, spaced as opposed to all put at the end of it. But also the, um, the notes, when he sings it, it seems that it's easier to hit the higher note as you're going up as opposed to going down. Yeah. So like the, me, you wouldn't recall, it goes down. But in the, of course you can't see me, it goes up and then from not my former, and then you can keep going up instead of, you know, you go down and then you have to go back up on that one, which, you know, he's, I don't know if he's still smoking, but he's been smoking for a long time. So it's kind of hard to get those higher notes as it goes on. Right. And it's kind of like the one for the acoustic version is kind of more accusatory, actually. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a little more like, of course, you can't see me. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course you can't. But I don't know if it's directed toward him or actually directed toward her. Like, oh, yeah, of course you can't. I don't know. I, I think that the, the the character is the titular, the eponymous elderly woman who I think is, you know, stuck right. living, you know, where they grew up and in this doing this dumb sort of job and seeing somebody who you know they remember kind of probably had a crush on or something like that you know just i want to scream hello you know just sort of like oh man it was oh man i had a crush on you i didn't tell you and now you're off and living your super cool life and look at me i'm just in the stupid job in the same old town and you know you're obviously having a better life and you know i don't want to i don't want you to see me like this but then you know also sort of i wish maybe you could have helped me get out or I don't know. Well, I, I feel like the, the acoustic version is a little more prideful. Maybe Hmm. like there's kind of a line between, you know, I'm embarrassed to be here and actually I'm proud to be here and you're Uh too good for me. You know, there's a difference there. And I feel like almost the acoustic version is more like the latter than the former, which is kind of interesting. Maybe it's just my own, uh, 
my own feelings. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's kind of how I feel when I see yeah. people. It's kind of like, oh, I'm still here and you're whatever. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's some of that vulnerability hangover that people, that this is a, uh, a reference to something that people won't know until they hear it again in a couple months. So. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else right now that you want to get out? I got to go, like, I think one last thing from my things. No, I think, I think that's it on my end. Yeah. The, 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 the other thing is, um, in, in live on four legs or sorry, live on two legs, given a accidental shout out to a, another <laughs> Pearl Jam podcast. How's it going, Randy? <laughs> um, I'm live on two legs. The, uh, um, they start off the song and the song is in six, eight. And I was in band for a little bit, but it was long enough to know that he counts off the song and he says, one, two, three, four, two, three. And again, the song is in six, eight, not in three, four. So he wouldn't count to three. And if he did, he wouldn't say the four because it's three. Right. And he would say one, two, three, two, two, three, because you got to keep track of the measures that you're counting before you start. Right. And it annoys me all the hell when he does that, (laughs) (laughs) which is just my little nitpick. (laughs) I like it. He's like, this is not a waltz. (laughs) It's six, eight. You can go one, two, three, four, five, six. You could do that or go one, two, three, yep. two, two, three, but not one, two, three, four, two, three. It's so wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully my other uh, band nerds are <laughs> in solidarity with me. Well, it's one of those things that I'm going to have to listen to it now because I want to hear it and then be annoyed by it as well. <laughs> <sighs> uh, what are you doing, Eddie? <laughs> No. Um, were you ever in band or you just know from you know, playing music that, oh, what'd you play? I played trumpet. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, we started band in sixth grade. And, Me too. Yeah, and the the teacher went around, like, and we had no prompting. I don't think they let us know that that was the day that we were going to pick our instrument. She just, like, went around and asked. Like, I feel like you probably want to ask the parents, too, because they're going to have to, like, pay for whatever instrument. The kid's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. But I remember her going around the room, and all the girls were picking flutes and clarinets. And I remember thinking, I want to not be like the other girls and pick a flute or Mm -hmm. a clarinet. So I picked the trumpet. Yeah. um, It's a good instrument. I miss... Occasionally, I'll bust it out and play here and there but my dog hates it (laughs) and like it's not like he even just howls at it he also Mm -hmm. jumps at it oh i have to have the door closed because he will just continuously leap at the instrument as i'm trying to play it the old uh b flat cornet books yet again oh yeah (laughs) yeah my uh my dad had a uh had a saxophone so it was like okay oh it's banned. You're going to play saxophone because we don't have to pay for it because we have one. Right. I told him, it's like, uh, can I play saxophone? It's like, oh, man. It's like, I don't have to. <sighs> okay, whatever. Uh, it's just going to be harder because I don't really know. It's like, okay, we well, got the books. And like, oh, okay, I could do it. This is easy. It's like, okay, good. 
because I can't really teach you how to do that. I could teach you how to play clarinet or flute or trumpet, trombone. That's it. Well, I I can't imagine all the parents that, you know, their kids came home and said, I picked the drums. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. That's great. Uh, You can't just do a chorus. We don't have to buy anything there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, and I, you know, one of these days we'll probably end up having kids but i want to allow them to pick whatever instrument they want but i think it would be hard to have somebody practicing their snare drum (laughs) i think i'd actually prefer a trombone (laughs) over a snare drum (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like oh i I, I was um you know just i have guitars around and stuff like that and you get a bass and stuff it's like hey sure you don't want to learn how to play the bass because uh you know got that right here don't have to you know yeah, I was like, oh, hey, I got guitars. Oh, I got microphones and PA. Hey, you could teach you how to play guitar. Right. You want to start a band? Got all the stuff right here. <laughs> yeah, so this song, uh, what do you, how, how, how do you feel it fits into the, uh, into the overall catalog? Is it, a, is it an essential? Is it a sort of, eh, okay song that they bust out every once in a while? Do you think it should be thrown on a trash pile? I really enjoy it, actually. And, you know, I, I did as a kid, even when I didn't couldn't fully grasp what they were trying to say. Um, but I think particularly now, listening to it, it's like, no, this is a really good song. You know, it's not one of their rock anthem, you know, type of deals, I guess. But it's it's a really good song. I, I really like it. I definitely think it's um, it's an essential for somebody who's trying to, you know, or wants yeah. to get into listening to Pearl Jam, I guess. Yeah, especially too, I think it's one of those live songs that, you know, has a sort of audience part to play. You know, when he says, you know, I just want to scream and then everybody in the audience screams hello and all the lights sort of come up and you're all there as one organism in the audience sort of just like, oh, we're all here. We all know this part. We're all, you know, he's he's speaking to us and we're saying hello to them. And it's just one of those parts of you know, when you're at a Pearl Jam show, it's like, oh man, you can't get this anywhere else. Right. So if they ever tour again, (laughs) (laughs) you people who haven't seen Pearl Jam yet, you gotta go and there's gonna be that part in the show and you're gonna like, oh, this is so cool. I think when I, when I took my wife to uh, the only Pearl Jam show she's been to, which was like the last time they had a real tour, you know, I said, it's like, okay, if they play this song, we got to do this thing in it. And then this song, we got to put our hands. I was like, what the hell is this? Rocky Horror Picture Show? We're going to be throwing toast soon. <laughs> it's like the room. We got to bring spoons with us. What the hell's going on? But yeah, I was like, okay, it's so an elderly woman. She's like, I just want to scream and we all go hello and see, you'll see everybody else around it. I'll tell you if it's coming up. I'll let you know those parts coming up or else they're going to throw you out of here. They're going to know you don't belong. <laughs> Thanks for coming back, Emily. It's always good talking to you about Pearl Jam. and Absolutely. Good talking to you too. You, you were saying that you're, you're not a, you're not an elderly woman, old woman. Does your, does your partner call you her, her old woman, her old lady? No, but I feel no. like she should now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you both the same age or is she younger than you or? She's a year younger. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, my old lady here. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I never really understood that. And people it's like, oh, it's my old lady. It's like, oh, it's my old man. I don't know if they even say that, but 
Well, ever since I was a little kid, I was looking forward to the, you know, maybe not to the knee problems that would cause me to need one, but (laughs) to the ability to use a cane in public and not have it look weird. Mm -hmm. You know, just being old and having a cane and being able to whack things with it sounds amazing. (laughs) My my kid plays with her... uh... Her grandparents' cane <laughs> that he he doesn't use it, but he has it for if he's like been walking a lot and it's just like ah crap I just need this for a for an afternoon or something like that. And she always busts it out and we'll put a a blanket sort of like over her head like a shawl and be like I'm an old lady, <laughs> or like you know be able to use it. Which I guess Splinter technically had a staff, but you know have like a knife in it or something and. You know, mm-hmm. a kid that just sounded amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, a sword cane. Yeah, definitely sword cane. Or uh, what, Lucius Lucius Malfoy had his uh, wand in his cane? Right. Yeah, all the nerd references. I remember I in, um oh, it was probably maybe fifth or sixth grade or something like that, took a field trip to Washington, D.C., and we visited the FBI building. <gasps> and... They, we were kind of walking around in there and they had, um, a big room They had these big windows and stuff like that. It's like, oh, this is all of our, um, this is like our contraband room or something like that. This is all the stuff that we, uh, that we seized from people and stuff like that. So like, there was like Tommy guns and like this sort of stuff in there. It's like, oh, wow, cool. And he says that right there, that's a, a, a cane with a gun in it. And I was like, oh, what? awesome. <laughs> it's like, kind of like the, the, the penguin in, uh, in Batman. Got it all. Oh, wait, no, that was an umbrella, huh? Oh, yeah, that's right. He had everything in an umbrella. Yeah, that was an umbrella. But he kind of used yeah, it as yeah. cane, too, though. So, kind of dual purpose there. Ooh, it's got that curve handle in it, just like, right. um, you know. It's like, oh, cane gun. Awesome. Yes. Ah, tangents. <laughs> that's the bread and butter of this podcast, baby. Yeah, we're talking about canes, elderly people. <laughs> Indeed. It's still sort of related, you know? Oh, yeah, and you think about it, too. Like, Eddie was younger than we are now when he wrote this song. oh yeah yeah by a lot yes <laughs> oh damn <laughs> oh what he thinks about it now it's like oh man i was an old soul well thanks for coming on and uh it's always like i said i think before before i went off on a tangent again it's always great talking to you emily Nice to talk to you too is there uh do you have any plugs or stuff that you want to shout out people should uh Look out for people should seek out. I don't think I do at the moment. No. All right, that's totally cool. Just keep listen. Just keep listening to this podcast, right? That's uh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> read your script. Read the lines <laughs> I have written for you. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Nicole. And I'll uh, have you back, and we'll talk some more Pearl Jam. All right. Sounds good. The Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from shoutengine.com slash the Better Band Podcast using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ListenUpReno. I am also on Twitter at Brandon P at B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. 
would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbrandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Emily, and as always, this is Brandon saying, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such films as Today We Kill, Tomorrow We Die, and Gladys the Groovy Mule.